We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. So for all the bench, now they're hot wiring uh, t- uh, Emmanuel quickly on the bench during the game. They got him hot mic'd, and I mean to tell you, I just summed it up, man. Your boy is the key to this team. He is taught. He is absolutely transformed into something I can't even fathom. He has become such a leader and a player and a baller and a talker and just a, the right influence on everybody in his start of his second year. I mean, the guy's played one season. He was a miracle what he did with the Knicks this year. No one's ever heard of him. I know he played at Kentucky, but as far as I'm concerned, he never mattered there either, Carver High. He never mattered at Kentucky. No one could even believe the Knicks drafted him and that he turned into the player he did. No one can even believe it. No, it's true. He wasn't, uh, you know, a big-time star. I mean, listen, he he played okay at Kentucky. He played very well. Um, but when the Knicks took him in the mid-20s or whatever it was, people were like, oh, why are you taking this guy? He's a really good player, really good player. Yeah, and I like what I'm seeing from him here in Vegas, too, big time. Tie game, uh, just under five minutes left and a half. Lakers and the Knicks. I know they interviewed Rob uh, Palenka, the Lakers GM. Everybody loves Rob. What? Everybody loves Rob. Yeah. He's a good-looking fella. So anyway, uh, he's running the Knicks and or uh, the Lakers, and he's got, uh, you know, he went out and got Mello, and he brought Dwight Howard back, and I mean the teams. Uh, he got Russell Westbrook, and and now he was talking about LeBron and, and AD and everything else. And then you know today uh, the rumors started circulating about uh, Isaiah Thomas. Do you think that they'll end up? Signing Isaiah Thomas. Now, I know this guy has been going off in some rec league, he, summer league. He, he had Come 81 on. points in some game Please. against a bunch of hacks. But do Come you think on. he's coming back? You you said today on Coast to Coast that the Celtics and Lakers are looking at him. He's washed. I, I, I don't think that that's something. You, I don't care if he's busting off 100 in that rec league game. He, he, he's, he ain't playing. He ain't getting back to what he was in the NBA. He ain't. You think if I, I think busted you, I, off a hundred piece in a rec league, I'd get a, a little ten dayer? Uh, maybe, maybe somebody lets you at least play in the summer league. Get you out of the Vegas for the summer league. Don't one of those league, rosters. Ten day, ten day yeah. deal. So I know that um, we're not going to Vegas for the uh, Spence Pacquiao fight because uh, Errol Spence's eyeball fell out. Um, are you upset about that, Carver? I do you need your Vegas fix because there's a lot of rumors flying around. There's a lot of action, as you know. There is a tremendous amount of heat, and I'm not talking about the temperatures in Vegas, but there is a lot of talk going on around uh, Sin City with uh, regards to, uh, let's just say, our services. Yeah, look, uh, there's not there's nothing like the big city, that's for sure. Absolutely nothing like the big city. And when it's this close to football season, you always love to get back out there. I mean, it's it's important that we get back out there. I think uh, we welcome our radio affiliates, Sirius XM, 
channel 204, our satellite partners, Mightier 1090 in San Diego and all of Southern California. Yeah, yeah, Shadoobie. In fact, from Baja to the Canadian Rockies, that fat stick, that big fat stick in Mexico, kicking it all over the Western United States, that 1090 push. Uh, and also Sports Map, Radio Network Sports Byline USA in the Bay Area, of course, H Town, the home of Sports Map. Good to have you with us on the bench on a Where Do You Hurt Midweek Wednesday. Carver High running it. So, um, telling you, um, I really am uh, Carver High. That uh, I, I wish you'd. Can you get me a 10 day deal? <laughs> Little, look, I, I'm sure there's a couple rosters. Run. There's a couple rosters out there in Vegas that could probably use a couple extra guys. I mean, I mean, they take. There's plenty of hacks they take off the street to fill out the summer league roster. Maybe uh, you know. Oh man, I see this guy playing, and his and his shoe blew out. I mean, his shoe literally blew out, and I'm watching it right now. His shoe blew out. It literally blew out. This dude on the Lakers shoe completely ripped open and his foot is hanging out of the shoe. And I don't even know. It looks like I'm trying to figure out what kind of shoe that is. He's very upset about it. Throwing the shoe down. I mean, I, I yeah, I can't imagine he doesn't have another pair. He's sitting down now. He's very angry, but it looks like I'm trying to make out the shoe. It looks like a Kyrie. I could be wrong, but it looks like a Kyrie to me. Looks like a, a Nike to me. And he, uh, it just tore right off of his effing foot. And he had nothing there but his foot on the hardwood. And it, and it, and his like entire foot came out of the shoe from the side of the shoe. So the side of the shoe just tore open and blew out. It's a rare day that you see that, right? It really is a rare day that you see that. Coming up later. On the show, we're going to talk Bay Area sports. I know that uh, Carver High is very excited. Dieter Kurtenbach will join us for this. All right, we're on the bench. 35-33 Knicks. I'll get into all the other scores later. I want to hang out with our buddy Dieter Kurtenbach with the Merck News in San Jose. Up in the Bay Area, he's a kick-ass columnist, uh, and we're going to talk about everything uh, Bay Area sports. How you doing, Dieter? Hope everything's all right, buddy. It, it's great. I'm uh, I'm excited to you know go and see a young quarterback down in Santa Clara. I'm, I'm willing to brave this newfound traffic to even do it. So clearly things are are going okay. I got my crazy back. You know, when I was in, uh, I was in like San Diego, whatever, going to, uh, like I was out there a couple of weeks ago surfing and, uh, mm -hmm. I went to see the Padres play at Petco. Right. And I left and like when I was yep. going down there and when I was coming back, I was under the impression like that, uh, they were expanding the five freeway, like making it even bigger. <laughs> like, you know, it's like five <laughs> lanes now and it's always been five lanes. I'm under the impression there's certain spots yeah. of that stretch that they're going to make like, like 10 lanes like uh they're building they're doing something down there that's crazy in southern california 
I think they may be making that thing an even bigger mega highway. And meanwhile, it's like the Autobahn. And I lived in San Francisco, so I know how bad the traffic is there as well. But <laughs> can you imagine if they do yeah. that and make that thing even bigger than it already is? Oh, God, I'd kill for that. It's been three lanes where two lanes are taken up by morons, and I'm in the other one. So uh, I, I'd, I'd kill for a, an extra lane or two. I mean, to tell you, listen, I've been talking about the Giants on uh, on my TV show uh, all the time, like every yeah. day for, for literally four or five months now, that I cannot fathom that they have gone belly to belly <laughs> And that they are the best team in baseball. And then they get Chris Bryant. And they've already been top. Now, I know they're putting Cueto on the IL. I don't think it's the end of the world. I'd rather do it now than at the end of uh, September going into October. But can you even believe, frankly, no one saw it coming, uh, that they were going to dominate not only baseball, but that West and the Dodgers to have that kind of a lead, it's insanity. I think it's the best story in baseball. Well, it'd be a great story if I could explain what the hell's going on. Like, I, I don't, I still don't get it. Like, I'm not, I'm not skeptical. <laughs> like, clearly, it's happening. Like, I just don't understand how. Like, the Dodgers lineup is the National League All Star team, and they have three or four of the best pitchers in baseball, and the Giants have like. The Giants lead off this guy named Lamont Wade Jr., who I didn't know existed on this planet until he was in the Giants lineup one day. He has an OPS of like 900. He's like Shohei Otani out here. I have no, I, I can't fathom how they just found a bunch of randos. Maybe, maybe the, for folks out east, they can think like the Tampa Bay Rays. The, the San Francisco Giants are the Tampa Bay Rays with money. They're doing the exact same model. They got a bunch of randos and nobodies into the lineup. And now they're going to start, you know, flaunting their cash a little bit. And Chris Bryant was the start of it. And we'll see what happens this offseason. But they're a damn good team. They got some scrap to them. They got some fight to them. Uh, they should be out of a lot of games. And they fight back. They choke away games. They come back and win those anyway. I mean, they got they, there's some magic sauce happening there. And I have no idea what it is. I, I, I really wish I could get to the bottom of it. Uh, because then I would try to replicate it in all areas of my life because it seems to be working. Uh, it, it is, it is, it is truly incredible. If they hold off the Dodgers. I, I don't, even, I don't even know what to say. I mean, at this point, I'm just giving in and saying that they're probably going to win the World Series because I, I don't get what's happening. I don't understand it. Well, you know what's crazy is that uh, we were just showing today the odds uh, that they're not even favored in the National League, that the Dodgers are still favored. Meanwhile, uh, they got a fat four-game lead. That's a that's a lot of uh, bologna sandwich to me that, that, that it's four games. Like, if it was two or one and a half, one, I'd be scared to death. But at four, um, and, and the fact that they, they've won 72 games already and there's no, no team in baseball with 70 wins – and the fact that I'm watching them yeah. tonight, they're winning again. I mean, my and my buddy's there yeah. from San Diego. He went up with his family. He's got like five people, wife, three kids, himself at the game. They're out eating, uh, you know, fish. They're out eating, partying, drinking anchor steam. Oh, yeah. They got it all going San Francisco style. They're at the game tonight. <laughs> they're all at the game. They're partying. Big Fantastic. Giants fans. Everybody's having a good time. Can you believe, like, even listen, when I listen to the games and, and Miller and all of them, uh, 
Krukow, all these guys. I can't keep track of all the guys. Yeah. Can you believe how much fun they are to even listen to their announcers? Everything about them is fun. That team. Oh well. I, I were I, I'm lucky enough to work you know part time at the same station that they that uh, is the Giants flagship and just like what a blessing. I mean, I grew up a Chicago White Sox fan, so I have Jason Benetti and Steve Stone, which is like this incredible booth. But every night. Right on the drive every night before I go on the air. Those announcers are just incredible. But, like, they work for the team. And even they're like, we don't understand what's happening. Like, they, like they should be peddling the propaganda. Like, and, and they're even like, we don't understand, but we're just going to ride with it. And I, I think that maybe, you know, that's the way we should just live. Like, I don't get it, but you know what? Something's working, and you just roll with it. It's like, uh, it's like love. You just got to give in and, and try not to think about it too hard because otherwise you'll ruin the magic. So you do stuff at KMBR, or you do stuff at the TV side? Yeah. Uh, K- KMBR, yeah. No, they would never, never let this face on television. Yeah, yeah. You knew, you knew I worked at KMBR, right? Like, I was there. So, yes, sir. Uh, oh, yeah. So it is a great, iconic, uh, legendary station and a moneymaker, no doubt. Great ratings. It's always been kick-ass. <laughs> and the, they need the to Giants. throw some of that my way. Well, I mean, the, yeah, the Giants and Warriors were always on it when I was there. I don't know. Do they do they carry the right. same two things now, Giants and Warriors? It's it's Giants and Niners are, are the one-two. Uh, Warriors moved over to the FM band, though. They might be coming back any minute now. Uh, so, yeah, there's another station wow. in town these days. Well, you know, it's been it's been a long time since I've been there. So tell me what you think yeah. of um, the A's, because they've gotten very yeah. hot. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, they're creeping up on Houston. I still think that's a great race, two and a half out. But the yeah. A's have the number one wild card by a game over Boston. And they're two up on, uh, I believe, the, uh, the Yankees are two back. What do you think of the mm-hmm. job the A's are doing mm-hmm. lately, uh, winning left and right, six in a row and eight of ten? It's surprising, um, but they made trades to to make something like this happen. I just thought it wouldn't happen this quickly if it would happen at all. I mean, the team is all in. I, I, I like in ways that teams say they're all in and trying really like this team is a hundred percent all in. They legitimately think that this might be their last chance to go and seriously compete for a World Series because Chapman's coming up contract wise, Olson's coming up contract wise. They got a bunch of pitchers coming up contract wise. Like they and they and as we saw with Marcus Simeon and Liam Hendricks, like those guys don't hang around. They don't like consider an A's offer. I think Marcus Simeon had a one-year offer where they were going to give him like a Bobby Bonilla ten-year contract, and he's like, "What is this joke?" And decided to go to Toronto instead. Like it was it was a laughable contract. So they're thinking, you know, Olson Chapman, they're in line for big money. They're outstanding players. Olsen should be in the AL MVP race. He won't win it, but he should be in the, in the conversation. Um, and they're wondering if, you know, with arbitrations and stuff coming up, this is going to be the year where they kind of have to get off of it before, you know, they, they lose the possibility of more assets. So it feels like they're all in and they're playing like this is you know, their last chance. Their hair's on fire. So I, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm hoping for a Bay Bridge World Series. Well, so they won tonight again, uh, six in a row, 6-3 yeah. over Cleveland. Andrus with a big home run. Lowry with a big home run. Those in the eighth inning that uh, blew a, a tie game open to 6-3. That's how they won it. We'll come back with uh, Dieter and talk about the Niners as their quarterback situation is hot on everybody's mind. It's Pharrell on a bench.
Our boy, uh, Dieter uh, Kurdenbach at the San Jose Merck. Great paper with us again on the bench. We always like having him on. And uh, we're talking, we've been talking about the Giants and uh, A's a little bit. And they're both just fantastic. Even though, um, I mean, let's face facts. Uh, and I live there. No one cares about the A's. <laughs> I mean, when the yeah. Giants are yeah, good, it, believe it, me, it's no laughable. one cares about the A's. Am I, am I wrong? Well, no, I mean, even when the Giants suck, no one cared about the A's, man. It's, uh, it's painful. <laughs> I, I live... I live five miles away from the Coliseum, man. I would love it if anyone cared and I could have an easy commute, but they don't. So I don't commute and I just watch them on TV and go to the game and have a beer. It's like, they're awesome to watch. I mean, they're really fun. Uh, They play defense like nobody's business, which is something I'm super into. Like they're a really great baseball team, but no one likes going to the Coliseum and they've driven away fans for a generation now by just not re-signing anybody. So they gave up and the team across the Bay is pretty well run won three world series that last decade. And now we're in first place and got Chris Bryant at the deadline. And yeah, it's a, it's, it's a route. I don't think the A's are getting, getting any more runs in that battle. So what happened? Did they, I I know that uh, they, they won the vote for the new stadium, but they were still unhappy. Why was that? Well, if you don't get everything you want for free, you're going to complain about it because that's the only way to get stuff for free, I guess. It's uh it's it's just posturing. They don't have they don't have an alternative. Everyone's like, "Oh, Las Vegas is an alternative." No, it isn't. Like it isn't. Major League Baseball doesn't want them there in Vegas. If Major League Baseball wanted them in Vegas, they've had every day for the last 10 years to go to Las Vegas. Like they don't want them there. They're still fighting to figure out this this ballpark uh, by the water. They'll end up getting it because Oakland's lost the Warriors, Oakland lost the Raiders, and the political machine in Oakland can't lose all three teams and still be able to look constituents in the eye. So they'll give them a bunch of stuff and a bunch of tax breaks, and uh, EBAs will build their $12 billion project, $1 billion of which is an actual ballpark, which tells you where their priorities lie. It's about 11 to 1 uh, real estate to actual baseball and uh, everyone will be happy, but it's going to take a while, and they'll probably be on, like, their third rebuild from this point until then, and uh, we'll see if there are any fans left to actually fill the place once, uh, once it gets erected. So what, what is the, uh, the rest of it? It's a real estate development. What is it? A bunch of uh, shops, yeah. condos, restaurants, condos. bars, and then, like, a baseball yeah. stadium? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Uh, they'll, they'll basically... Uh, We'll find a small space to put the baseball stadium amongst all the condos and hotels and and retail areas uh, right on the waterfront and right next to Jack London Square in Oakland. So uh, it will be pretty cool if it ever gets built. Uh, Then again, you know, people said that about the new ballpark in in Arlington that they built and it ended up looking like a Costco. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. (laughs) But hey, you know what? He's right, Carver High. It does look like a Costco, but it is a really nice ballpark inside. It's just outside. I'm sure. It does look like a Costco. You're right. <laughs> That's a great I love ball Costco. by you. I love Costco. So it's a big Who win. Doesn't? You need a membership to get in, which is a little much, but great deals on liquor. And and they brought back the uh, you know the bites. Like you can eat food there while you're there. They brought back yeah. the, like the taste test. Yeah, I know. I, I 
I was just in there and I, I gained a couple of pounds just going to town. It was like uh, Christmas all over again, being able to do the, the little lights. And then I bought a bunch of stuff that I ended up having to throw out like three weeks later. So maybe, maybe, maybe the joke's on me. No, I go there. Uh, well, I don't really go there, but I've, I've been there. But uh, 34C, she goes there all yeah. the time and, and comes home with, like, a truck full of stuff. It's pretty cool that I never have to do anything yeah. except bring it in from the uh, truck to the house. But uh, in, buy it in bulk, whatever yeah. the hell it is. Anyway, uh, let me ask you about the Niners uh, while I have a chance. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, what is the deal uh, with what is their plan for the preseason? Are they just going to play uh, Trey Lance or are they going to play both of them? What's the plan? Uh, they'll, they'll treat Jimmy Garoppolo like a, a real deal starter. So uh, game one, like a series or two, game two, a quarter, game three, a half sort of a thing, typical um, three-game progression for a starting quarterback. And then Lance kind of fills in everywhere else. So he'll get probably the entire first half, then he'll play, you know, full half, and then he'll get whatever he can get on the back end if he hasn't already taken Jimmy Garoppolo's job. But for now, the plan is that Garoppolo's the starter and Lance is the backup. And uh, we'll see how long that lasts because I'm in practice every day. And let me tell you, uh, it's going to be hard. If Jimmy goes out there in week one and plays like Jimmy Garoppolo, it's going to be hard to look, at, you know, Kyle Shanahan, look his players in the eye and say that Trey Lance doesn't give them the best shot to win. He has been unreal unreal in practice and i'm not somebody who hands out easy praise for that kind of stuff wow so what in the hell is going on you're telling me that that kid got drafted and that he's already better than garoppolo and that he's taken over the team yeah yeah that's exactly what i'm telling you it's uh it's a lot (laughs) i get it but he is uh you know i had this i I think we talked about this a couple of times ago when I was on, like if they were to have drafted Mac Jones, they would have had a real problem on the basis of Kyle Shanahan couldn't have looked at his team and said that Mac Jones gives him a better chance to win than Jimmy Garoppolo. Cause they're like the same dude physically. They have no appreciable traits, but like Trey Lance is out there dropping 60 yard bombs on a dot and running past every linebacker on the field. And doing all the stuff that Jimmy Garoppolo is supposed to do at a very high level, better than Jimmy Garoppolo, with worse players around him. Going up against a 49ers defense that's as good as any defense in the NFL. And it's like, at what point are we supposed to not acknowledge that the kid, who's 21 years old, is way better than the starting quarterback who's, tw- who's 30 and makes $27 million? Like, at what point am I supposed to pretend like this isn't happening and just go along with the program, and I just, I just gave up. You, you, you mean you can pretty much piece that together? Like I'm just not, I'm not buying in on the narrative that this kid has so much to learn. Clearly, his physical attributes are making up for anything that he hasn't learned. If he's, if he's struggling in the classroom or whatever, he has a really funny way of showing it because all I see him is going out there and kicking ass every night. Wow. So can you believe this, Carver High? So do you? Uh... Look, at the very least, can I just throw this in there? Because I'm a, listen, Jimmy was tagging yeah. like porn stars. So I'm a fan of that. Like the fact, I like his <laughs> dating. Uh, I like his skills with the yeah. ladies. But, you know, at some point, uh, it sounds like they're just going to have to get rid of him. Because what's he going to stand around and back up Trey Lance? Because I know he said he wanted to 
Uh, yeah. He said he's, he's happy in San Francisco. He doesn't want to leave the Niners no matter what. And you know what I thought that I said on the air the other day, what that was is uh, that's just a guy that loves living in uh, the Bay Area because like Metallica lives there too, <laughs> and they don't leave ever. So everyone loves San Francisco. Right. Everyone loves right. Marin. Everybody loves living in the Bay Area. You love where you live. Bottom line is no one wants to leave yep. the Bay Area ever, even if you're the backup. But who cares if you're the backup if you're tagging right. porn stars? I mean, honestly, Dieter. It, it's, it's true. It's true. They'll, they'll get rid of him at the end of the year. Now, I mean, I think there's a lot of people out there thinking, oh, well, they'll trade Jimmy now because why do you need Jimmy and Lance? And honestly, you don't because you've already accounted for it in terms of salary and such. And the, the bugaboo for the Niners, it was since Kyle Shanahan's gotten here, has been that they don't have a backup for Jimmy. They don't have a backup for the starter. Like when Jimmy has gone down in two of the last three years, the season's over. Congratulations. It's done because they're pushing out CJ Beathard and Nick Mullins. And like, you know, that's the case for most teams, but only the 49ers made it like so obvious by never even going out and trying to get a good backup, like a Marcus Mariota or, you know, somebody who could win them a game. They're like, Nope, we'll just, you know, cut the conceit and go get straight to the point of drafting very early. So they need, whether it's Trey, if they want to hold on to the Jimmy Garoppolo myth, that's fine. If Jimmy Garoppolo starts, they have a really good backup in Trey Lance. I think a much better backup than the starter. And if they go with Trey Lance, ASAP, I think they just keep Jimmy around and make him, you know, the highest paid backup, you know, in the NFL on the basis of, like, man, this is a, re- they have a really good team. They have a roster that's capable of winning the Super Bowl. It would be a shame if they got, you know, a little crazy and decided, nah, we don't, we don't need a backup quarterback. Like that, again, that's been their problem. Just hold on to the backup quarterback. It doesn't matter which one is the backup. Just keep a real good backup around just in case. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think uh, great teams have two good quarterbacks, not one, and then crappy quarterbacks. Like uh, you look at this situation in Indy, they got Carson Wentz, but they got these three other hacks. <laughs> and then Frank Wright keeps trying to sell you that these three <laughs> other hacks are good and, we're not stupid enough to fall for it. I want two good quarterbacks, and especially one that dates hot chicks. Uh, look, uh, and then Trey Lance, you know, he's going to get plenty of tail, too, because he's going to be a badass. No he question. reminds me a little bit, I guess, of Steve Young, that he can run and sling it. Uh, oh. It looks like good day hey for, now. for the Niners. Hey now. I got to run, Dieter. You're the best. I'm I always in. love having you on the show. You're awesome, dude. We'll uh, keep in touch throughout the season with everything. Uh, Giants, A's, playoffs, Niners good, season. Man. You can count on here, Bruce. We'll get you on the TV side too one of these days soon. All right. Wonderful. Come prepare your producers. I will. <laughs> uh, they already know you're a badass. All right. Thanks, Dieter. I'll see you soon, buddy. <laughs> Anytime. All right, Dieter Kurtenbach of the San Jose Mercury News. Uh, it's Knicks fifty forty four five left in the third on the Lakers in the summer league in Vegas for all on a bench. Pharrell on the bench with uh, Carver High running it. Uh, what do you think of like some of these uh, games? I, I just got to get your reaction. First of all, the Brewers ten to nothing over the Cubs tonight, and your boy Corbin Burns struck out ten straight batters, tying the major league record with Seaver yeah. and Nola as the Brewers roll at Wrigley again. Can you believe? 
how badly the Brewers have been pimping the Cubs all week. Yeah, the Cubs. The problem is the Cubs are basically fielding a double A team right now. So if you've got the Cubs on the schedule between now and the end of the year, that's a good thing for you because uh, that's a lot of opportunities to win. And the Brewers are taking advantage. They've got really good pitching. And when you're facing double A hitters, um, you know, you're going to mow them down. And uh, Burns did that tonight. I mean, that's crazy, right? Uh, the Braves beat the Reds in 11 innings. Boy, it, it's amazing. Uh, I think I sang a, a snicker today. The, that team, uh, any way you slice it, is starting to play ball, right? They're in it. They're in it with yeah. – they passed the Mets. They're in it with the Phillies. They're – you know, they found a way tonight. And that was after Votto hit some huge home run for the uh, Reds. And two the Reds homers, I think, for Votto. Yeah, uh, two. What's that? I two think Votto them. had a deuce tonight. Yeah, Votto homered to right in the ninth inning, 4-12. And uh, he homered to center, 442, a bomb, a two-run shot. And uh, two two-run shots, the guy went off. But the Braves still won the game. And now they're uh, four games over 500. I know the Reds are better at 61 and 54. But, you know, the Reds are in that wild card chase. But not really, you know, yeah. it's not comfortable for them. But the Braves are in the East race for sure. The Braves are definitely in on the East race. Um, I think it's going to come down to the end. They have a lot of games with each other in September. Phillies and the Braves play each other a ton. I do believe both of them are going to pull away from the Mets. I, I just do. I mean, I don't think that the Mets, they just, too many guys got injured. And not having DeGrom for as long as it was just really hurt them. And now the Braves are at the point where, hey, they're a half game out. This thing's going to go all the way to the end. I think the Braves overall are probably better than the Phillies. How about they've won three in a row and eight of ten, and the Phillies have won eight of ten, but they lost to the Dodgers last night, got their ass beat, and they're getting beat again tonight. Yeah. So at the end of uh, tonight, the Braves are going to be tied for first place because the Phillies are down eight to two right now in the ninth inning. So the Braves have tied for first place. That's crazy. Yep, uh, huge, huge. And the Mets have gone 3-7 and seven in their last 10, so that's a five-game swing on both of those teams. So the Mets have lost five games on both of those teams in the last 10 alone, and the Mets had to come back tonight. I mean, they were down 7-4 in that makeup game, and they ended up winning 8-7 to kind of steady the tide a little bit because they hadn't won in about a week. And then the, the second game got rained out. Yeah, so they're going to play Deuce tomorrow. So, uh, I mean, I, that is amazing to me. I kind of think that's like, for me, the story of the night is that, uh, well, I guess the A's win six in a row and the uh, that the Braves win three in a row, but more importantly, move into a tie for first place because that's inevitable. I bet on the Marlins today, believe it or not, and they beat the Padres seven to nothing in the afternoon at Petco. Are you surprised at that one? I am a little bit. Thank God I needed it badly. I'm I'm hanging by a thread here on this Marlin over. I, I don't think that I'm going to get it. Uh, they got their 48th win of the season tonight. Uh, they need to really put in some heavy lifting for me here over the last seven weeks to get what this one. What do you need? I need to get to 72. I got them 71 and a half. They're at 48 wins right now. So I need uh, 20, 
24 wins. I need 24 wins out of the Marlins. That's How a lot to ask. They got left. Barely, what, 40? Um, uh, just over 50, I believe. I need him to play 500 ball the last seven weeks. I need him to go 500. I'm probably going to lose that ticket. So in that Mets game, uh, pinch hitter Brandon Drury delivered the tie-breaking single in the eighth inning as the Mets rallied from three-run deficits twice to beat the Nationals in that game. Tell me they didn't need that win the way they've been playing lately. Oh, you needed it in the worst way. Uh, I mean, a huge win for them. And you know what? They're in a spot where, you know, tomorrow, the Nationals are the same as the Cubs right now, Scotty. I mean, they've, they've got double-A, triple-A guys playing. Not a full squad. Mets, you, Mets really need to, they need to grab both tomorrow. That'll, they need to catch a little bit of steam playing these bad teams. Because you know what's staring the Mets in the face? They've got two weeks straight of the Giants and the Dodgers coming next week. Yeah. They're, two they're two weeks straight trouble. of those two. That's a problem. I don't even care what they do right now in this series because uh, I think they're going out west to get just clubbed in the face repetitively with a nightstick. <laughs> I mean, they're just going to get Fred Flintstone like Barney. He's just going to get clubbed. They have to have a violent end, of course, uh, when they go out west. Clubbed to the face. Club to the face. The Red Sox, 20-8 to over the Rays. Their highest-scoring game since 2015. Bobby Dalbeck had five RBIs. Xander Bogarts and Hunter Renfro had four RBIs apiece. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Renfro was the bad guy last night with that big error in the ninth yeah. inning. So he came out and went off. Didn't I see it was 20-1 to and the, and the Rays scored seven runs in the ninth inning to make it 20-8? to It was 20-1 to and Tampa scored seven runs in the ninth inning. Jesus, I didn't know that. No way they could have blown that game. What did you think of the Yankees in the 100-degree heat winning uh, as they uh, 12 straight series wins for the Yankees? I told you, um, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's true. I I don't know when I started it. I think it was a week before the All-Star game. And I said that they have to win every single series the rest of the season to win the wild card. They're going to have to win 75% of their games and every series they have to win two of three or three of four. The only series they've lost is the Red Sox series. They've won every other series. They've won 12 straight series. No, look, they have played outstanding since the all-star break. They have gotten themselves back into the mix They had to take advantage of this two-week stretch where they were playing some of the underbelly of the American League, and they absolutely did with uh, the record that they compiled during it. But now we step up in class, and they need to continue to do what they've been doing. They have three with the White Sox. They have three with the Red Sox. Then here's another soft underbelly. They get the Twins at Yankee Stadium for four. We know what happens when the Twins go to Yankee Stadium. Good, bad, or indifferent, they always lose. And then the Braves yeah, and the A's and the Angels. So they, they've got the tough, tough games coming. Here's the deal. It's 12 straight series wins against the Royals. The Yankees, and I believe that the actual number of, of their record is nine of the last 10 series they've played. They've won. The only one yes. they lost was the Red Sox. The Red Sox series. Isn't That's that correct. accurate? Yes, that is accurate. But now they got to win a series, the first game in the cornfield. And then they go Saturday, Sunday to play the White Sox at their place. 
after that, they have a makeup game on Monday with the Angels at home. They play the doubleheader with the Red Sox on Tuesday, play the Sox again on Wednesday, and then four with the Twins. You're telling me that they play the game at the Field of Dreams in Iowa, then they go to Chicago for two more, then yeah. a makeup game against the Angels, then three against the Red Sox in the boogie down Bronx, including a doubleheader on Tuesday, the 17th. Yep. And then they got four with the twins at home yeah. before but then they look at- head to Atlanta for a pair. Yeah, but that's and this is a long road trip in Atlanta for a pair. Then they go out west to Oakland for four, and then Anaheim for three against the Angels. That's a long road trip. That's going to be a big trip for them. How they don't do well against the Angels in Anaheim, no, do they? They never do. They, they don't play well anywhere on the West Coast. Oakland they have is a house of horrors. Uh, the Angels is a house of horrors. The only place they kind of play well is Seattle, but the other two places they never play well there. Can't have it. Uh uh-uh, uh. Uh uh. They gotta win. Are you are you excited for the are you excited for the cornfield game tomorrow night? I kinda am actually. Something yes. different. Something different. I just think it's gonna be cool having, frankly, Kevin Costner there. Well, they I just saw MLB put up some video, and I obviously didn't get to listen to it because we're doing the show, but MLB just put out a video of Costner walking onto the field tonight and looking at it. Uh he'll be at the game tomorrow as well, of course. But tonight they were doing like they were taping all the, the nonsense that you'll probably see in like the pregame show or during the game. Like they've got A Rod running in the corn out there in right field. You know, they, they basically taped a whole bunch of vignettes for tomorrow night. And Costner came on the field, I guess, to do a little speech. What about um didn't didn't you think the movie that he did where he was the pitcher for the Tigers was better where he fell in no, love with the chick? Uh, I don't like that movie. I'll tell you why. We, I, it's funny. We had this talk today uh, in the city, me and Sus uh, and Sandro, because a Yes Network had a question on the on, during the Yankee game today. What were the other movies that were nominated for Best Picture? And we started talking about For Love of the Game. The baseball in that movie is outstanding. Costner going as a Tigers pitcher going for the perfect game. What ruins the movie is the nonsense with, with the chick, uh, Kelly Preston, the that's that nonsense ruins the film. The baseball in the movie, pretty good. The love interest nonsense ruined the film. But didn't she? That was Travolta's wife. She died, right? Yes, I believe so. It's very unfortunate that you're giving these kind of reviews at this point after her passing. Very upsetting to me. I thought it was a great love story where they made out in the airport afterwards. Come on, Carver High. You've it wasn't a rated movie. Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams is like better Gene than Siskel. Listen, For Love of the Game is not a not a good movie. Not a good movie. <laughs> There's several baseball films that are better than that. But you liked Field of Dreams. I do like it. it listen, it, it, there, is there some, you know, some out of control stuff in there? Of course, it's a movie. But I, I think you that like there Ray are. Liotta in it. I thought Liotta was good. I thought Leota was good. I thought Costner was good, and and James Earl Jones was good also. Did you like? Uh, do you like Ray Liotta uh, better in that or in like mob movies? Oh, mob movies, Goodfellas. He was. I mean, yeah, that's that's the tops. You can't beat that. That was great in Goodfellas. But do you like Costner better in? Do you like Costner better in Field of Dreams, For Love of the Game, or Bull Durham? 
Oh, Bull man. Durham, a younger, a younger Costner. Yeah, it's Bull Durham's a better movie. Yeah, I think so too. I think Bull Durham's a better movie. God, imagine the career he's had. And then he just did like a bunch of movies. Like he did a movie where he was like some cowboy or something. He's yeah, like, he's done a, quite a few films. Yes. And what was that chick's name? That hot chick with him? Uh, she's been in a lot of movies. <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> There's a lot. There's, there's. A, she, he's no. been in quite a few movies this, with quite a few this hot. This is a chicks. recent movie. This chick's hot. Like everybody always wanted to sleep with her. I'm gonna find this movie out before we get out of here tonight. Diane Lane was with him in that movie. Uh, let him go. A retired sheriff and his wife grieving over the death of their son set out to find their only grandson, Diane Lane. She used to be really hot, Carver High. Yes, big um, time. Big fan. She was in a big lot fan. of sexy movies where you wanted Unfaithful. to you know, get involved. Unfaithful with Richard Gere. Oh, God. I mean, I told you. Uh, I saw Richard Gere uh, in Connecticut. Didn't you know the story? I told yes. you we ran into him at the bagel store, and even everyone I was with wanted to sleep with him. Men, women, children, animals, birds. I mean, he looked so good. Like I was like, if I ever looked like that, I wouldn't even leave the house. I'd get so much leg. I'd deliver it like DoorDash. <laughs> I'd have chicks coming by. I wouldn't know what to do. Uh, Dodgers up 8-2. I'd, I'd sleep with Diane Lane even now. Dodgers 8-2 over the Phillies. Rangers lead the Mariners 1-0 in the sixth in Seattle. Giants 5-2 over the Diamondbacks. Bottom six at um, Oracle out in the city. By the bay. My buddy Colon Casey's at the game with his family. He loves the Giants. Blue Jays 7-2 over the Angels in the bottom of the seventh in Anaheim. Real quick, uh, Carver High, I want to give you some love on this one. Knicks uh, tied with the Lakers, six minutes left, 68 apiece. Nets beat the Bucks by six. Heat in double overtime over the Grizzlies. Last second, three bomb. Dagger wins it. Uh, Cavs over the Magic by 10. Pelicans blew out the Thunder. Warriors by six over the Raptors. And the Jazz in double overtime beat the Mavericks by one. I'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern on Coast to Coast on Sports Grid TV. Good night, everybody.